0: And Bev, I appreciate the call. We go from one stellar queen to another one. We go to Mary Kay Cabin on her own throne set. Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram uh, Hotline. Mary Kay, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Garrett. How you doing? I am doing good. See, we're going to start with this. Let me just go ahead. Every single time y'all be counting Mary Kay out, she comes with another exclusive you got the internet on fire with this one. How long was you sitting on this interview, Mary Kay?
1: Oh, not long at all. I mean, it was the same day that I that I oh. talked to him. Yeah, so no, I you don't wait. You know, when you have a story like that and someone wants to get something off of their chest um, and they're ready to talk, you you know, you don't really sit on that. So that was the same day wow. uh, that he said it.
0: Now he now you now it, it, was it a situation where he reached out to you? And said, "Hey, I got. We got to talk about some things."
1: No, no, it was a situation where um, the locker room opened, and um, and he's not always in there. And when he is in there, I like to check in with him, see how he's doing, you know, just talk to him a little bit. And so he was just sitting at his locker. So I, I you know, I just kind of went up to him and asked him how he was doing, and um, you know, how you know how the holidays were, and you know, just kind of chit chatting a little bit. And, um, you know, and then it, it moved into, you know, what's going to happen in the offseason and do you think, you know, do you think you'll be back and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, he just had some things that he was ready to say and things that had been, you know, really weighing on his mind throughout the whole entire season. So it was a one-on-one interview between the two of us. Um, I asked him early on in the interview, are you cool with me writing this? And he said, yes. And so he, you know, I had my notebook and my tape recorder and my pen and everything. Um, and I didn't, you know, you don't have to ask that question. Uh, but I did just to be sure, because I really liked Jadavion and, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I was, you know, doing the right thing, doing what he was cool with. And, uh, and so he said, yes. So that's why I, you know, I went forward with it like that. So I, you know, I know there was a, a statement or a tweet out there or something like that, that there, you know, that this was just like a, <laughs> it, it was weird, but, um, but that's not how it went down. The, how it went down is how I'm describing it to you. Um, and it was a one-on-one conversation between the two of us on the record as approved by
0: him. Yeah. See, the, I, I'm, I just want to get the context. Cause you know, when you got a story like this, and that's why I called you Want to get your side your side on it, because there's a lot of times when you get a story where these many quotes are out there, people will automatically jump to, well, he couldn't have definitely told told her that on the record, could he? But evidently, um, when you see this was something that was wearing on him for a long time, did you get the... Did you get the sense that this has been something that was ongoing uh he he did he did quote the April or excuse me in october um when they lost to the Ravens he started you know was a little upset with that. do you think this has something been something brewing for a long time?
1: Yes, yes, one hundred percent it had been brewing for a long time and if he, I firmly believe that if he did not say this to me in the locker room on Thursday that he was going to say it somehow, somewhere, because he wanted to say this. I mean, he wanted to get this off of his chest. It was really, again, weighing on his mind, and he was going to to get it off. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I really firmly believe that uh, it was just a matter of time. I don't know if it would have been later in that locker room period. I don't know if it would have been, you know, Possibly after the game in Pittsburgh, I don't know if it would have been, you know, Monday on Getaway Day or to, you know, someone else in the off season. But somehow, someway, he, I think he was going to explain how he felt this season went down because it was very frustrating for him.
0: Uh, when he says, he, 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 I don't, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. When he said that he was, the Browns have their guys and I, they don't have. The you know confidence in what I can do and I don't feel like you know I was one of those guys what do you think he meant by that do you are you saying he felt like he was an outsider because I thought I thought in coming and in, in, in coming back in the offseason I thought him and Miles Herod had a nice relationship I thought that you know he he had some relationship with the guys but it seems like he felt like an outsider do, do you get that from that quote?
1: Not necessarily an outsider, but he didn't feel like he was a favorite, and he felt like you know Miles and perhaps some others were favorites, and that he just he wasn't one of those guys. And that's you know that was that quote where he said, you know they have their guys, I'm not one of them, and it's time for me to get my exit slip. Um, I just think he felt that throughout the whole entire season that he wasn't getting you know the kind of treatment that he wanted, um, that he wasn't getting the matchups that he wanted, that he was getting put on. Um, you know, the tougher link on the offensive line. So, you know, that's the way that he felt. But you heard Miles say yesterday, you know, hey, I wish I would have, I wish he would have talked to us. I wish I would have talked to him. I wish there would have been more communication. I wish he would have talked to, uh, Chris Kippen about this. Um, Chris Kippen, the D line coach said, said that he did not know that Jadavian was still harboring these feelings after they kind of had it, you know, aired it out after that Baltimore game on October 23rd. Uh, He did not realize that he was feeling like this. So, you know, there was a breakdown in communication along the way somewhere. Um, And, it, you know, it should have been discussed. It should have been discussed. Grievances should have been aired. But I don't think, you know, that he's the only one that sort of is harboring some feelings like this. So I think Miles is right. I think they do need... Uh, to, to feel that they can speak up, that they can express themselves, that they have, and and I know the Browns really try, uh, to have open doors and open lines of communication. So I don't know why players might not, or at least some players might not feel like they can do that. But that, you know, that's gonna have to change going forward. Maybe the Browns need to do even more to make sure that guys know, uh, that they can express themselves. And maybe the team leaders need to do more uh, to encourage guys to do that. Maybe they just need to have a little air clearing session every week or, or something. You know, I, I don't know what they need to do, uh, but as Miles pointed out, it shouldn't have gotten to that point.
0: Uh, let me let me ask you this: um, we we kind of made the the correlation between two things, and I look down since Kevin's been here, and you look across the board when you talk about you know people who've had problems with him. If you look at it, you know, there was a breakdown in communication between him and Odell Beckham Jr. There seems to be a breakdown in communication um, before Jarvis Landry left when he was not talking to people. Uh, There were some issues with Kareem Hunt where Kareem wanted to be one of the new contract and wanted to talk about the way he was used. He sat out of practice or two. There was issues with David Njoku. Who he thought he was, should have been used a different way, and what maybe uh, wanted to get out of town and go somewhere else. Miles Garrett has had his his I guess tiffs uh, with with uh, the coaching staff and about making adjustments. And now you got a thing with with you know Jadavia and Clowney. Is this a bunch of one offs or and, and stuff that happens in every locker room? We just don't find out about them because they win games, or is this a pattern of non communication between? leadership, front office, and the players?
1: Well, you know, I think Miles actually did a really great job of summarizing this yesterday. When you have some big-name players, when you have big-time stars that they want to shine, they want to be used in certain ways, they want to produce, they also, in addition to trying to get the team to the Super Bowl, they want to have their individual accolades. They want to get their – thousands of yards and their sacks and all that kind of stuff. When you have big name players like that, uh, you have to, you know, you have to really handle it in a certain way. You have to make sure that, you know, the lines of communication are open and, uh, you know, that, that they are happy with the way things are going. And if you don't do that, then you're, you're going to have problems. Because when you have uh, star players and Pro Bowl players, you know, they, you know, they're you know they there for a reason. They're trying to get uh, you to the Super Bowl, but they're also trying to get themselves, you know, to the Pro Bowl and to the Hall of Fame and all those kinds of things. So you do have to handle that a different way. And the players that you're talking about are all players that have achieved, uh, for the most part, some pretty great things. I mean, uh, Jadavian is a three-time Pro Bowler. You're talking about Odell Beckham Jr., you know, again, a multi-Pro Bowler who, who felt that he – uh, you know, should be winning Super Bowls and that kind of stuff. So, you know, even Kareem Hunt, you know, he led the NFL in rushing one year. So these are guys that have a lot of pride in themselves and they want to accomplish everything that they can. And so it just has to be handled in in a way where, um, you know, that they're being heard and understood. And then you have to also decide when you put together your roster, you have to make sure that you're putting to get the team together in such a way that all those pieces and parts are going to fit together correctly.
0: Yeah, this is just a fascinating story. Talk to Mary Kay Cabot of cleveland. dot com. She's a beat reporter on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. If you don't know, you've been sleeping under the rock. The big story she has with and Clowney, basically coming out and saying that he, she, er, uh, you know, he's not going to be back with the team, uh, and 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 a lot of stuff. Miles Garrett, Mary Kay. Um, has come back and and has you know kind of answered some of those things. Do you think Miles Garrett was hurt by some of uh, the, the comments of JV and Clowney? Um, because there's a one comment that I, I saw and I thought it was out of bounds a little bit. I, I understand you can you can be a little hurt by not being used the way you thought, but I thought he went went a little overboard by saying that they they're trying to get Miles Garrett into the Hall of Fame. Um, I thought I thought that was a, a, a bit of a a bit of a shot to, is to say Miles Garrett on talent alone hasn't put in enough work to be one of the best players in the league. Um, do you think Miles Garrett was a little uh hurt by his comments?
1: You know, I think Miles understands that this was just frustration that boiled over on the part of Jadavian. Those guys are friends. Jadavian was very, he was very adamant in stating that I don't have beef with Miles. This is not about Miles. We're cool. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that Miles probably didn't love some of those remarks, but I think he also understands that it's just a, a player who's frustrated. And at any given point in any of these players' careers, I think they they recognize that they might feel the same way at some point. And so, I don't think they really judge each other in terms of, you know, maybe just in a in a moment of frustration, saying some things that are that are on your mind. So I think those guys will be okay. I think they will talk to each other. Um, I think the unfortunate thing about it is I do think that they work well together. I think that Jadavian compliments Miles very well. And, um, you know, he he was already pretty resigned to being gone when I talked to him. Uh, You know, I mean, when you say you're 95 percent gone, you you know, you mean it. Um, so I really highly doubt he'll be back, but I do think that's unfortunate because I think they, um, I do think they work well together.
0: Yeah, you know this leaves uh, uh, another spot, the open spot that the Browns need to figure out. Uh, you know, do they think Alex Wright is that guy um, moving forward? Uh, you know, with the Browns, is he going to get that opportunity to prove himself this game against the Steelers, and or do you think that they possibly going to have to now fill another hole of defensive end? Uh, in the event that um, Jadavion Clowney is not part of this organization?
1: Well, I mean, it looks like they're going to have another hole to fill. I don't know that you can count on Alex Wright to be your starting defensive end next year. Mm -hmm. I think he's, you know, he made a lot of progress this year, and he made strides, and I'm sure they have very, very high hopes for him. But I think you need to make sure that you have another kind of premier edge rusher that you can put over there. Uh, to take some of the heat off of, of Miles Garrett and make sure that, you know, you can't always double and triple team him and chip him and do all the things that they do to him. Uh, so I think you're going to want to have something. And I think that, you know, Miles will probably speak up and make sure that they do something like that as well, or at least, you know, put in his two cents for that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's something that they're going to have to look for in the off season. And, and it again, I think it's kind of too bad in some ways because you know they had it right here and um, and now they're gonna have to be looking around
0: yeah yeah and and let me just ask you really quickly what do you what do you believe about the browns window um We talked about it a couple years ago and then we started talking about the window when Odell was here uh, It looks like they're gonna be switching and pivoting and trying to figure out how to sustain this. Do you think the Browns um, are in jeopardy of saying that their window has closed or you think it's open with Deshaun Watson?
1: I think it's open with Deshaun Watson. I think the window uh, really now will begin in earnest you know, next season because they have the quarterback uh, to get them where they want to go. So I think the next three years are pivotal. I think they can't waste another season this is a wasted season. I mean, you were supposed to get to the playoffs this year, and they didn't, and I think that's largely because the defense and the special teams underperformed early on in the season. And that's also why I think that this story is important because I think it is part of the narrative of the defense's struggles this year. Now, they've gotten a lot better over the last five games or so, but there have obviously been... Some systemic issues uh, on the defense, and you know we may be talking about a shakeup after the season. And I think this is part of the narrative of what went on with this defense this season. So, uh, but in, as far as the window, I think the window's open, and you know I don't think that they're far away. A, a good quarterback, an elite quarterback like Deshaun, you know makes up for a lot of ills or deficiencies if you have them elsewhere, and I think that will happen. So I think they'll be okay. But as Miles pointed out, they they have to get their, their leadership and communication issues straightened out in the offseason.
0: Mary Kay, thank you so much for shedding light on uh, on a bunch of things. Um, and definitely we look forward to reading you as the season comes on, free agency, offseason, draft, all of that stuff's up on the table. and um, We'll be looking at your articles as a guide. So appreciate you coming on today.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me, Garrett.